Shout out to younger bro. J-Mo, I see you, baby. Oh, that's fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's new energy. It didn't sound that good this summer. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't that good. Listen. Like, it sounds, that's all right right there. We was in the kitchen. We was cooking. We was cooking. Where we go, bridging the gap. We back. It's been it's been months. It's almost like four months, five months, maybe. Too long. Yeah, too long. But as you see, we made you wait. But we've been working. We've been cooking. New music, new energy, new scene. You guys seen us go from the raspy voices with one mic in the basement <laughs> to the green screen in a rented area. Then we had the, the shoe cabinet and the bookcase behind us. Yeah. Now we spiced it up a little bit. You know, y'all made us feel like we actually had a chance. <laughs> and so now we tapped in. So for our first time listeners, um, for our returners, you know, I'm Ryan Yates. I am uh, not self-proclaimed, the young OG, <laughs> you know, the, the middle child, as J. Cole would say. Um, I'm here with my OG. Uh, right here is Julian King. Um, and just a quick backstory. This is this is my high school coach, you know, umpteen years ago, you know, when I was a young. We went from we went from coach, player relationship to family, and now we're in Dubai, right? Yeah, that's the kicker. <laughs> that's the kicker. We're in Dubai, international business owners, and that's official now. Right. We're officially, you know, part owners of our company, Hoop Mountain Dubai. Um, we're here building a basketball brand, Basketball Academy, the game that brought us together and brought us all around the world, different places. Now we're trying to bring that culture, that energy to Dubai and the Dubai's youth and Dubai's ever growing uh, basketball scene and everything else. Dubai is just its own world. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, like fast pace in some aspects. Yeah. A little behind in some other aspects, but yeah. Uh, but overall, look, look. Lovely. Beautiful. Lovely. Beautiful. But we're here, we're back. Um, and like I said, shout out to my younger brother, Jamo Jameson. Um, you know, I had to call in, call in a favor and be like, yo, let's let's I need a, I need some new energy. What you got for me? He don't even make beats. I just asked him to do me a favor and then he he brought me something that was nice. Hidden talent, man. Listen, you know, I tell people I'm Diddy. You know what I'm saying? I can see the people's <laughs> talent. I just need them to believe in themselves. And now we're here. I gotta get him a DJ name though. I gotta get him a name. And let's, I don't know. Let's not just say Diddy either. Let's just Right, right. I'm just, I can't say Quincy Jones or nothing like that. You know, Diddy don't actually make the music. He find the talent. True. Just just that. I ain't taking no okay. no other levels. Right. Okay. <laughs> Everybody gonna get paid. Everybody gonna do what they do. But we're gonna send you out. Yeah, he's gonna get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get right. You, you know. But um we here. Let's. It's been a minute, right? A lot has transpired. Um, we got to go home. Yep. You know, we got to go home and see our family for the first time. For me, for the first time in two years. <laughs> um, you know, talk about that. Going back to the states, pandemic. It's definitely a different world. You know, you said um, you haven't been home in two years. I have been home, yeah. but under you know 
different circumstances. Right, you know, for sure. A funeral and, and such, you know, things like that. But, um, you know, getting a chance to go home this summer, of course, always being with family is great. Um, you know, getting a chance to see Jameson as well. You know, that is part of my family as well. And, um, you know, just getting a chance to relax a little bit. Short period of time, but just relax a little bit with family, friends, and do some things that, you know, we don't get a chance to do here. Right. Because it's just us. Right. You know, and so, right. um, you know, that's good, getting a chance to see everybody and catch up. Um, but, you know, after a while, especially at my age, it gets to the point where you're like, I'm kind of ready to go back. Yeah, you know? but let's keep it a buck, though. Let's keep it a buck. New energy. Let's keep it real. When I when I got home, I was like, "Yo, is this what is this mess?" Right? I'm spoiled now, right? right like right. like you said, Dubai got its things. You know, it's still young and growing, but like everything's super clean. And certain things I don't have to worry about. Listen, as soon as I got off the plane, right? You know, you know they told us when we got here is like, "Yo, Americans typically are looked at as rude and all this other stuff," right? And the British too. So I'm like, man, no, that's not true. It's just, you know, just a different way of doing things. Man, it's going through the Emirates airport, going through DXBs, so nice, you know, flight attendants, airport people, so nice. As soon as I get off the plane and we go through customs at the crib, yelling, yo, get out the way. And it's people, I'm like, <laughs> man, is it that heavy? I'm like, all right, okay, all right. I see what time it is. A lot more stress going on at the crib. Man, way too much. But then... It's one new aroma that's just between D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. You know, for those of you that don't know, I'm from Alexandria, Virginia. Coach and I, we met at T.C. Williams High School. Now it's called Alexandria City High School. And you see I got my V.A. hat on. You know, I'm actually V.A. head to toe. You know, shout out to my guys at What You Need. You know, they looked out for the kid. And my guys lovers, you know, Alexandria folks. But going back, all I smelled was the sweet smell <laughs> of mm, mm. haze. <laughs> I was like, man, yeah. you know, it's different here. I'm talking about outside of schools and everything. I was like, yeah, we back in America. Yeah, for sure. It's the jungle, man. But, but what did you get to do at home that you made sure that you did when you got back? Name a few of those things. Oh, man, you know, ASAP, fresh off the flight. I went straight and got some soul food. Like, and I think I sent you a picture. Like, it's no rap. I went straight to the joint. Give me this, give me that, give me that. You know, stuff that I know I shouldn't be eating, but gotta have it. Facts. Gotta have it. Facts. I went to my favorite soul food spot, because it's also halal. So I went to my favorite soul food, like six times while I was home. <laughs> six times at least. Like, I'm like, I'm getting this every time, because I can't get it when I leave, you know? And you know what else I was happy to see? Was that? A 7-Eleven. Mm. The little things, right? And I didn't even think about the fact that, like, the 7-Eleven just right there, I can just get to it. Yeah, the gas station stuff, nice, but sometimes just popping in and out of the 7-Eleven is just the energy. Yeah, yeah, you, you can keep the 7-Eleven. <laughs> I, I hit the gas station here. I can go in and out at any time of the night, and I ain't got to look over my shoulder. And nobody asking you know? for money. And I, and I live in a nice area, but it's still Baltimore. Listen, man, Baltimore, you take nice in Baltimore, and then nice everywhere else, a little bit different. Come on, don't step on it. <laughs> don't step on it. Y'all, y'all ain't bad, though. But, but yeah, we'll get into that that home stuff, you know, as we go out. Because we had some things that we saw out there for sure. But it was good energy. Yeah. It was good energy to be around basketball, too, at home. Sure. You know, it, it, was, it was good to see the, the summer league basketball popping off. High school guys getting back to it. Yeah. Um, the young ladies as well. 
So that energy is always dope. Um, so, you know, shout out to everybody at home. We love that. Podcast, though. You know, as you guys see, there's some new some new things around. So we, we're going to be taking this a little bit further this year. We're betting on ourselves. You know how they say, you know, win or win because we're all in, right? So this time around, it's going to be more inclusive. You know, we're going to call home. You guys going to start there. We're going to tell more stories. We're going to get into this more. You know, you know the, the reason why we're calling it Bridging the Gap is because my OG here is 20 years my senior. Um, and it's not all the all the time that you get to sit across from an old head and you guys just get to kick it, share your different perspectives, basketball-wise, music-wise, culturally, experience, and just hear both sides of the story. So now, you know, you guys heard me say a lot of things about Coach, and he tried to, you know, back me down on him. But now we can call people and, you know, phone them in. And also, we'll start to call in and let our uh, listeners, you know, phone in, share some opinions. Let's talk about some things you want to talk about. So, you know, make sure you follow us on Instagram, um, TikTok, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and everything. And and each week, we'll try to get some of our listeners in so they can interact and talk with us as well. Um, so we'll make some things work. So with that being said, all right. We want to do a little bit of a, a mental health check-in, right? Because, you know, things things are going on. Everybody has a little bit of things. Before we do that, I got to set the mood, all right? All right, okay. Just to be sure, right? This is not my candle. You know, I left mine at the crib, but this is Coach. I don't know, if, you know, whichever camera you see right here, I don't know where he got the candle from with the uh, off-white ones on there, but I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. <laughs> I know he didn't even know. Did you know it was the off-white one on there? Man, look, I just thought it was the old George, <laughs> the first George. You know, That's first, why we bridging the gap. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> with the zip, with the bread tie on listen, it. Y'all don't understand is when I see stuff like that, I just see iconic. And it's, I, ain't, I don't know all the names and all that stuff. I ain't into that stuff. When I was your age, I did. But, you know, I'm a little older now. I got other things I got to worry about and concern myself with. You'll get there one day, too. All right, so uh, the vibe's set. We got the aroma coming. So let's get a mental health check, you know, taking the little bits from that I am athlete pie. You know, let me know, King, where you at spiritually, physically, mentally? How you feeling? I'm I'm doing a lot better. You know, I was um, down with the flu last week, um, and that – that was weighing on me a little bit, you know, because I think I was, uh, I ran myself into the ground a little bit. We we're working so hard and trying to get this business off the ground and, and keep things moving. Um, but I'm in, a, I'm in a much better space, man. You know, now we've kind of gotten into a point, gotten to a point where we're in a rhythm now and we're getting into the year, you know, and this starting the podcast again is going to be a big stress reliever for me because now we get a chance to like air our differences and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about some things that are bothering us, you know. You know, business wise, home wise, and things like that. So this is, I'm in a good space, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, in a good space. That's good. That's good. What about what about your spirit, man? Because you know you're a bit of a, a warrior. I said worry, like W O R R I. You know. Why do you say I'm a warrior? Though? Because I've noticed this too, right? And it's funny because shout out to Brian back there who fed, you know, he always talked about because we got to do camp. Shout out to the St. Jo- St. John's <laughs> girls basketball uh, team and Coach Cribb out there in D.C. Best basketball program in the country for you, for young women. Um, but 
you know, B was like, man, you out there working with JK. He said, the one thing about JK is he going to come in there and he going he gonna to let you know what to watch out for. He going to come tell you, look, 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 look. Like, and you like, yo, relax. But then you always think like, you know, he, he is right, though. He is right. But he always think about every possible outcome. And you even did it for me. Like, I always remember you used to always tell me, like, this, all these can happen in high school. Like, be prepared, you know, for better or for worse. Well, I look at that as somebody looking out, right? Yes. I, I, yes. Didn't, I didn't have that in every aspect of my, my young career. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had some pitfalls because of that. So now, you know, you're always going to have ups and downs, but at least you're somewhat prepared. Yeah, yeah. And then you can look back and say, Coach King wasn't a fraud. Facts. He was at least giving me what he had. Facts. So. Facts, facts, facts. And, you know, that's what we're going to stand on, too. You know, for me, I feel good. I feel good. These last two weeks, three weeks of trying to get the podcast up and running, you know, you know, this podcast idea is a, a space for both of us to, you know, kind of release because we can't talk to who we would talk to at home normally. Right. But it's also a space for me to creatively still you know, feel those desires that I have, right? Because as you you guys have heard the story before and you can go back to episode 27 of season one where we talk about how we got here, right? And coach got me right out of grad school with my aspirations to do everything. And this has kind of turned into a space to where I had to find out, okay, I'm going to do the basketball training, coach, build a brand, find the ways to do what I want. But also I got, you know, it's like you see KD has his own media company, right? You know, LeBron does too. We all have different things that we have to dabble in. So for me, I got a big vision for all this stuff, but you can't do anything alone, right? And as you know, and my mom has always told me, sometimes if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Right. And then even if you want to bring people in because you think, you know, you see something in somebody, but everybody don't have the fight that you have or the vision that you have or, you know, just that foresight to do things. So that could be tough. (laughs) That could be tough. Trying to find somebody with the same amount of hunger that you have can be almost impossible sometimes. Man. And it's frustrating because we don't want to give up on people. Oh, man. That's just our nature. Right. And it's so tough because it's like, you know, um, you know, Ho said, you know, there's less is more. So there's plenty of us. Yep. Right. So the battle we face is that well, we're genuinely trying to help and we genuinely have a plan that can help you get to where you want to go and keep you there. But so many people give you so many false, you know, idols, false ideas. So now people are questioning stuff. So you're like, I got to fight for somebody's trust while building this here and this and that. So you're like, man, like. Yeah. It's stressing me out, right? So now you know what it feels like to be a coach. Man, I hate it, <laughs> right? But but again, you know, you always got to subject yourself to that as a leader. So, you know, it was tough getting that, but thank God we finally here, right? And, you know, I, I saw something from <laughs> Steve Harvey today when he talked about how he finally got to his Apollo audition mm-hmm. and his hosting of it and how, like, hours before he was about to quit, he got that call. Mm. And when it was just about like, man, I'm sick of this because, you know, I this right here, I took my, my last of everything. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, it's all or nothing now. We're going to try something. So so now I feel good. Now we finally got it off the ground for everybody out there. If you have an idea, don't wait. You know what I'm saying? An ideal that just an idea that is idle, that's just sitting is useless. But if you just started, whether you got everything you want or not, you can always build and grow as you go, 
just start it though. Just start it. Um, but with that being said, let's get into the action. <laughs> let's get into the action. All right. NBA. The NBA since, you know, um, since the offseason, NBA offseason is always cinematic. Right. Action. Jam packed. But this offseason, it just This is definitely one to remember. One to remember. So I'm going to just say one name, you know, and we'll start there. <coughs> Kyrie Irving. Hmm. You want me to summit? You 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 stay you know you started you bring it up like I think everybody that's listening is well aware of of, of situations right. but um you know yeah I, everybody has um, their own opinion on Kyrie Irving you yeah. know you and I before this latest incident involving Kyrie you and I have had many discussions yes. about Kyrie yes and um, I just want to be clear with everybody this is not anything with Coach King not liking Kyrie. I love his game, and I think he's a genuine, genuinely good person. Mm -hmm. I think he is a little confused as to if he truly wants to play, continue to play basketball, mm -hmm. just because being a high-paid, high-profile athlete such as himself, you know, there's certain things, certain standards that are expected of you. Right. And I don't know if Kyrie wants to stay within those bounds in terms of being um, the complete basketball player. I think he kind of wants to be just Kyrie and kind of go through the motions sometimes. And yeah. we've seen greatness in him, you know, from time to time, but we just want to see it consistently. Right. And seeing that greatness consistently means being present, mm. you know, and that means when you're healthy and when you're not healthy. Mm -hmm. When you're not healthy, you can't just disappear for months. Right. You know what I mean? There's times when you might need to separate yourself from the team, but your team, your ownership, your organization, they need to know where you are just to make sure that you're still on board right. because you are an integral part of the team um, and the organization goes as you go. And I think um, a lot of the former players, um, I think some of the fans, I think they have all taken a stance with Kyrie Mm -hmm. uh, for some of the wrong reasons, yeah, and I think that you know we're making we're making it a little bit more than what it really is in terms of you know he just has to decide what he wants to do, and so that's where I'm confused. Right, I know you're confused because you're a ball player, you're yeah. a gym rat, you're a coach. I, you know, I think some other guys are confused, and so I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> so look, just recently before we got on today, right, we saw that there was a group of protesters rallying outside of the Barclays Center trying to get inside and protesting for um Kyrie Irving to go against the Van Max mandate, the Vax mandate, I'm sorry. I want to I want to also make this point clear like uh the NBA does not have a mandate, right? Right. It's the states and the city, it's the law in right. those places. So it's not the organization that's forcing it. So these fans that are out here trying to find their way inside Barclays, forcing their way inside there, you know, just so Kyrie can go um, for that vaccine stance and everything. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, what are, you, what are you doing? They're protesting at the wrong place. It should be City Hall. For what reason? Right. right? You know, um, and and again, this is why when we talk about Kyrie and and him being 
one of the most entertaining basketball players ever. Talking about a guy that has no bounce. He's not a high flyer or whatever, but he's box office, as you say. Right. You love to see Kyrie play because you don't know what he's going to do. He's a magician, yep. right? But what comes with that is the power you have amongst people, right? And of, of course, you know, that goes one way or another, but the influence. You know that your words, your actions are going to ignite people because some people are just followers. That's just the way it goes. But as a leader, as you said, there's responsibilities. And not even just going to go off just this vaccine stuff because I know Stephen A has talked about it before. But like the last four years, from the time that you won that title and then you guys lost the second chance and we started to hear rumblings within the organization in Cleveland before you got traded, and even, you know, the issues you had with Braun. And then, you know, Braun always said, I don't know what happened. Right. I tried to make it the best. And then ever since that conversation, we got that he gets to Brooklyn. He wants to be a leader. but he, I mean, Boston, he wants to be a leader, but he can't. And he apologizes to Braun. Then he doesn't play, and that team gets to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. Then he talks about going to Brooklyn and getting here. Then the pandemic happens, and he wants everybody to stop playing basketball. And then it comes when he finally plays. He comes and plays for seven seven games and then dips for a couple months <laughs> and then comes back just to figure stuff out. And my problem is you're in the best organization in the world. Right. The NBA is not the NFL. It's not anything else. It's going to allow you and assist you to be yourself, to be yourself and to push those platforms because you had David Stern, who was the greatest commissioner. He's a godfather of commissioners, right? Rest in peace. And now you have Adam Silver, who's right there. Right. And now you're at the point to where you're forcing your hand and it's like on the side of the people who are against vaccines, you know, it's understand you feel like it should be your choice. But on the other side, millions and millions and millions of people have died. Right. Your brothers and sisters in the NBA, your brothers have lost family to them people. You haven't made a clear stance on anything since you started this activist thing. Right. And, and granted, you do donate. You do give your charity. You do support your community. But you're not the only one that does that. Yeah, none of that's in question, though. Right. What's in question is, um, what is his true purpose with the team? That's the question. Because as much as those people want to back Kyrie, let's not forget, um, 99% of the world has to get the vaccine just because they want to keep their job. He could quit today and, and never have to work again in life. And we would not, we would be upset because we missed seeing him play, but we wouldn't be upset. I would probably salute him. Right. Because you know what I'm saying? This is what, this is what you truly believe in. Mm-hmm. You, made, you stood your ground, boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. But for all the other people out there that have regular jobs that have to get the vaccination, me included, because I, and also I love to travel. Exactly. I can't travel internationally if I don't have the vaccine. Yeah. So therefore I had to get it. So, what are we fighting for? I mean, Man. it's a choice. And I know that he did make a statement that um, he was told one thing, and then once the season started, you know, he was told something else. Well, I'm sure the Brooklyn Nets had no idea the, the that the city, city was going to make this man- mandatory. So right. you can't fault them, and mm-hmm. and then you can't fault them for saying, well, if you're going to play, you got to be here 100%. You can't be here 70% of the time. Come on. If it's going to be 50, like you're going to miss big games. Right. And again, like you are only in Brooklyn because KD agreed to come with you. 
Everywhere you were going to go in free agency, everybody was just taking it as a package deal. Right. Right? Harden is there because of you. Right. right? So now you're not messing, not only doing your own thing, but you're messing up the legacy, potentially, of your guys. Right. Right? And so Brooklyn just made it official that, you know, they made him available for trade. Mm. Right? You know, stand on it. You got to because, you know, the league is healthy when it comes to guards and the, the youth coming up. So. Right. We would love to see you, but, you know, next man up. And my thing is, is Kyrie, you need to make it clear where you're going to make your stance at, right? right? Like, I I don't, I think right now we all have a point where even in social media, people kind of get beside themselves, think they're a little bit more than what they are because they have some visibility, right? Don't get confused with what Muhammad Ali did. Don't get because I you know you hear some people yeah don't get confused Nardi don't even get confused with what Kaepernick has done yeah. right because the, the fight was very 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 clear yeah. um our I, I don't want to say his name right I mean wrong but Denver Nuggets Mark Mood man I'm gonna mess it up too. yeah Mark Mood Chris Jackson yeah Chris Jackson <laughs> and I don't know his um his, his name Islamically like those guys it was clear what they stood on the captain. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all of them crystal clear with their stance and where they stood on something. You're giving us all these vague things, these vague topics, and you're just carrying us along like it's coming off egotistical, right? You are smart, but don't be manipulative too. Like, get somewhere and help some people, champ. Like, if that's what you're going to do to make it happen. But also realize that the platform you have now in the NBA is the one that's going to push you further than anything you're going to do by yourself. Right. Right? That's You got all the eyes. You got over 2 billion eyes on you. And you got a system behind you that will support you. We saw Chris uh, Chris Paul, Braun, Melo, and Bosch, and all those guys stand on that stage and ask for an initiative to push forward. The NBA has helped ever since. Right. You see HBCU stuff everywhere because of Chris Paul, yep. right? You see all that. So if you're going to stand for something, really be about that, man. You know, but again, we want to see you play though, champ. Yeah, we love to see you on the court. We love to see you play. We love to see you keep <laughs> supporting stuff, but be clear, yo, be clear. And then, you know, that's, and that drama won't be done because I'm sure it'll be more, but this one right here is fun for me. This one right here. We're going with Ben Simmons. Yeah. Now I told you. Now Ben messed up my prediction. I said that at the um, this was before the playoffs started. I said Ben is not enough. He's not the right piece there, and he's not a Philly guy. He don't work hard. He don't have that energy. He's not blue collar. He's more like a Hollywood type of energy, like an Australian cat, right? Him and Kyrie from Australia. I don't know what's going on down there, <laughs> but it's different. To down under, different. But. Until this mental breakdown with the shooting, Philly fans loved him because they always talked about how hard he played. All right. They like a scrapper that plays defense, but it's just talking about the shooting. All right, I'm a. It's a little insider alert, right? All right, yeah. I've been I've been around some places, seen some places, and you know, been there to where Philly fans from the from the way he moved around, they support, but they always felt like. Yo, he don't fit us. Yeah. He don't that's, fit. That's a minute part of the Philly spectrum that you're talking about that, first of all, you know he's got something against, he's got something going against because he's light-skinned. You know that. You, you <laughs> but the league love light-skinned. Look at not, Steph. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Philly fans. Yeah. The one thing Philly fans was like, man. And he don't have a beard. And he's light-skinned dude walking around with all this money, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But we're talking about a, a situation where 
on the outside, everybody was like, he plays hard. We just know he can't shoot. And, they, and they're okay with that. But when you won't even attempt to sh- take the shot now, yeah. and then you behave the way you now people are saying, but soft, he's this, that, whatever. Okay. But they weren't saying that two years ago. This is, this is where I'm going <laughs> to jump in. They had a scouting report that was a pre-draft scouting report that came out while he was in LSU. Mm-hmm. And on it, I don't know if it was photoshopped or what, but on it, it talked about, and hopefully this is legit, it talked about him having issues being coachable, right? And being able to take criticism and adjust when he needs it, right? And what are we seeing right now? Being coachable, taking criticism, and adjusting and getting better with his game. It's the same thing. So those are those are things that were there from the beginning, right? But also with that LSU thing, because I I defended him in LSU when he was at LSU because it was a how can I say it? It was a crazy situation. They had like two, three guards that were transferred from other places, yeah. And the moment he signed there, it was a little tension because he was the best player in the country, right? And there. Their coaching philosophy, because I don't want to say the coaching staff, whatever. I mean, he was basically playing out of position. Right. And you had to because he's playing out there with three, three, you know, two, three other midgets. So he had to play in the post. But the minute I saw him play, I said, yo, he's really not a post player. For sure. He's a a wing player that can handle the ball and make decisions, whatever. And so, of course, things aren't going well now because things had been going so well for him. You know, all-star teams and all this stuff. And now he's hit a brick wall. Doesn't know how to handle ad- adversity. You know what? But that that is not a that is only that's not only just a Ben Simmons problem. That's some other. Yeah, you know what I'm talking so, about. So this is the thing with Ben, right? I think um, I think Ben himself is a victim <coughs> of comparison. One, the, from the very beginning of him getting into the league, everybody start. He signs with Clutch. Gets through a rich ball. He's tall. He can handle the ball. He got court vision. So who are they going to compare him to? And he's under that camp. They're talking LeBron, right? Talking about that second coming. And you hear Stephen A. talking about it all the time. I think he's LeBron 2.0 with a jump shot. No, not ever. LeBron is from the hood, from Akron. He was going to get busy. He wiggle. He get to his thing, period. Now, what I see with him is I think he does have a limitation on how great he can be. Overall, just because offensively, he doesn't have he doesn't have the tools to do but so much, which is fine because you can be that's you, mentality though. Yeah, I, I mean that's my point though, but that's part of the game, right? Right. Especially as a pro, because the mental part is what's going to dictate how far you can go because everybody has tools. But why can't we just say one of the real problems is that Ben, like so many other young guys now that are they're given stuff, even though they are talented. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same resistance as it was before in terms of getting to where they are. And you've said it before. He was, even though he is talented, he's been given a lot. When you get those comparisons like that, yeah. that's given to you, man. You no, for sure. Those? But then add on to that, you come into an organization that had terrible habits. Terrible. They were in that trust the process era. Yeah, I ain't say that wasn't. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? That adds into those work habits. You talk about, everybody's talking about how guys like um, Lonzo Ball, right? Lonzo came in with a shot that was in the front of his nose and all types Terrible. of stuff. And you watched him work. And you watched him work and get better and get better at it. But I also wanted to point out to people that from the time we saw that big baller talk from LeVar, right? We also saw videos of all three of his boys working. 
working, working. It was never ducking any hard work, but we never got that from from Ben. And now we're here with Ben, right? Let's get to the meat of the situation. They're talking about he was upset because of the comments from Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid after um, that game yeah, that they lost. Again. And like I said, I'm going to contribute a part of that to the culture. These guys, listen, they make tons of money. And everybody, you know, is on Instagram, social media, whatever, you know, tough guy on this, that, whatever. I'm the next generation. As as soon as they get a little adversity, they got issues. It's yeah. everybody against them. Right. And Ben is the he's the ringleader. Right. I mean, I'm just right. how it goes. Like Doc, what Doc Rivers said was soft. Right. You know, that 20 years ago, Doc would have been like, yo, you suck tonight. You got to step it up. And Doc didn't even say anything. And right. I've been seeing so many people shoot bail for this kid, talking about he's not in this position, he's not in that position. No. And I've seen people go from, all right, no more of the LeBron talk. Let's go talk to him and put him in. i seen Gilbert say this, too. Put him in the same position that we're putting Giannis in. Let's just talk about Giannis, right? Giannis <laughs> will shoot five air balls in the game and still shoot the next shot. For sure. That's different. It's a different monster. Don Giannis has gotten better every single year he's been in the league, right? How much better has Ben Simmons got? In all honesty, what has he added to his game from the first time you've seen him to now? Well, like I said, he hasn't added anything, and that, but that's a part of what you said about the organization. Okay. All right, you know, now, because remember we talked about this, as I said, as soon as Doc goes to Philly, watch him be, be in shape. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. He, he was, if he didn't get injured, he'd be MVP last year. But two things, though, right? Everything about a player's success is not always within the organization. So, like, who is your camp around you? You got clutch. You got all those people around you. You you spending your summers away. Okay. Now, I do remember you saying that with these contracts so big, maybe there needs to be some incentives. Like, look, you need to go sit with Lethal Shooter for two two months and get that together before you get back here. Listen, unless if you want this five hundred thousand dollar bonus, it's Ben Simmons under clutch management, right? Right, man. Clutch management ain't running him every day. Yeah, no, that's because, fact. Because he ain't cause fact. He got too much money. If, yeah. if Ben Simmons was making 1.8, yeah. everything Clutch says he's going to do. Right. You know yeah, that's fact. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. He need to be with Lethal Shooter yeah. two, three months every summer. You know? Right. But, but when you got so much bread, guaranteed. So what you supposed to do? And he got, and this is what I think Ben Simmons has. Ben Simmons has the best marketing team. Right. So I, th I think there's a lot of perception because we talk about um, players in small markets and how they can get on space. I've been hearing so much about Ben Simmons for years. Right. Never been overly impressed. Never was like, wow, he is great. He can be great. But what he has is he, he has the, that gangster behind him, that clutch, that rich Paul. That's going to find a way to get everybody paid, find a way to get you your highest market value, find a way to do everything. I don't know the ins and outs, but. He got he got that behind him. So when he when you walk in the room with him, it's a little bit different. And and he got the media pools and everything else. He got a different push. He definitely has. like you like he said, he hasn't earned any of that yet. Right. And you know, the media gets you to your all NBA stuff, all star. Because I don't think he should have been the all star last year. Right. He definitely has the agent mafia behind him because anytime you can get a guy wearing ankle breaks. Um, for <laughs> listen, man. That's a, I'm still now. I'm, I still Why are you breaking that up? You know that hurts, though. That's one of the most storied franchises. I'm just saying, and they had a dude with an ankle monitor. On. I'm like, man, let's let's kill let's kill that. But man. The, KCP he, in DC though, it he, fit. He did, bring, yeah. 
right. <laughs> Shout out to Chocolate City. Hey, he did get a championship for y'all. Yeah, yeah, he got in there. Lord knows. But but Ben Simmons, and now he's starting to attribute it to Ben can't be traded, right? So now Ben Simmons was what I was saying was Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard before the playoffs, right? Because I think Dame is a excuse me, a Philly guy. Right. And I think Portland would be a great place for a guy like Ben to start over and grow by himself. But he played like trash. He was terrible. Scared to shoot in the fourth quarter. And not just that one moment, like he didn't want to play. Right. And allegations were coming out saying that during the Atlanta series, he was trying to use COVID protocols as an excuse not to play one game because he was scared. Right. Now, nobody gets the same flack, but I'm saying now you can't be traded. So you're trying to force your way out of something where you don't have any real market value because you played yourself down. What you going to do? So out of all these, all these months when he's doing this thing, I'm not coming, F you guys, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> now he's stuck to where it's like, yo, Daryl Morey said, look, champ, you got four years on that deal. We'll hold out for four years before you go anywhere. You better get on this court. So now he comes in and says, my mental health is not ready, which I hope, you know, if that's genuine, I hope you find yourself and you can get back on the court, champ. But it's just really ironic. Get your ass out there. <laughs> listen, man. Listen. And and don't let Maury fool you, too. Like, he's sweating bullets right now. For sure. Because Maury's making about $7 million a year, whatever, to be their GM. Yeah. He was supposed to bring major change. If they don't get a trade done soon, Maury's got some problems. Right. But listen, though, what Ben Simmons is doing is messing up the future for the kids behind him. So that new CBA agreement is going to be different. Yeah. It's going to be different. And as those GM and managers are going to be ready. Yeah. Those owners are going to be ready. So Throw Kyrie in there, too. Yes, for sure. I mean, but They're, they're going to be talking about this behind closed doors. Trust me. All right. I'm going to throw a bone out there. Okay? A little prediction time. All right? Right now, the Celtics are struggling. Right? And, you know, for a while, everybody's been talking about how Tatum and Jalen Brown, some, somebody has to go. Because yeah. both of those are alphas. Both of those guys need to, you know, let us up go. If the Celtics continue to struggle, right, mm -hmm. and something has to happen, I'm calling a Ben Simmons-Jalen Brown trade. And maybe if, to make the money mat, uh, add up, if it needs to be, maybe like Pritchard or some shooter. But Ben Simmons to the Celtics. And the Celtics don't like to play with a real big man anyway. They haven't had a big man since Kendrick Perkins and, right. and KG. But that was with, right? that was with, um, with Hawking. the coach from uh, Butler, um, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. So, you know, things might be a little different now. Right, but no, they still don't have a big. They still don't. But don't you, get, you get Ben Simmons, yep. right? And um, the new coach, Udoka, he's from... Um, San Antonio. Yeah. So you get a guy like Ben who can pass and do those things. So I'm calling it now. The Celtics continue to struggle. Don't be surprised if we start hearing Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. Right. Philly and, would love Jalen Brown. Oh my goodness. They love him. That'll change the whole situation. That'll change up everything. So that's my one little bone out there. Um and and just quickly, right? This this story is developing, but um apparently the Suns owner um, was is being accused of some lewd comments, some racist, sexist, um, homophobic comments that somebody, an NBA insider, said they're going to file in court and the story's going to come out and it's going to blow up and he may be forced to give up the Ownership. Team. Ownership, of the Ownership team. like on some Donald Sterling stuff. So that's something to keep an eye on over the next, you know, two weeks. He has made a comment, the Suns have made a comment that it's not true. But that's something to keep an eye on right now. Um, 
we won't go too far into that because we don't have any info. But with our next space, we're going to jump right into this. That NBA top 75 list. Mm -hmm. That NBA top 75 list. So, um, and just for preference, this is a list that continues, right? So after the NBA's, you know, 25th year, they had a 25, top 25 all time. And when they had a 50th anniversary, they had a 50 and they just added 25 new. Right. So with this 75, they're still the same 50 that were originally there to help build the league. Now they just added a new 25 to that as well. And rightfully so. Yes. Rightfully so. I I, I didn't even know that until you brought that up. Um, and I like that. I like yes. that. You keep you keep just adding on because the league's going to be older. Right. It's going to be bigger. So Right. Okay. Yeah. And you don't want to displace history. Yeah. So I know a lot of people had their comments about – you know, this and that and, you know, who shouldn't have been in, who should be taken off. And let's keep it a buck. I had a lot of people talk about the old heads who just need to go. Anybody before the 60s and 70s got to go. Some people were saying, like, look, before the ABA and NBA merged, that whole era was nothing. So everything after the 70s is what we keep. So yeah. whoever uh, Paul Arizan is got to go. That's what I was hearing from, you know, the young guys. Yeah, you know, they always talk because they haven't seen it. You know, it's just right. like, it's like when you've been, you know, when you were coming up and you were playing in certain uh, pro-ams or, or summer mm -hmm. leagues and you go tell other people about how tough it was, they'd be like, because they haven't seen it. They haven't been there. They haven't felt it. So, you know, all those, some of these young guys, you know, don't say these things off emotion. Think about what you're saying because the guys that you want to put up on those lists, they idolize those older guys, because right. they had to start somewhere. Right. So you right. just don't get rid of that. But are they any good though? Like, like, like who? All right, let's look at this list. All right. Um, so I did a little research yep. and because Paul uh a reason was the first thing that popped up for me. Okay. And I was like, who's this guy, right? And you know, he's a pioneer. I saw that they say he's a Sidney Moncrief and the Michael Jordan of that era, mm -hmm. right? And um, supposedly he was the one that got us shooting jump shots. Mm -hmm. Everybody was shooting a two-hand uh, scoop, and he got us into shooting the jump shots. He's the first one to do that. So that's a pioneer. That's his story. That's somebody you never <laughs> want anybody to forget about. But scroll down a little bit for me there, Screen Man. Just scroll a little bit so I can see the whole list. Scroll, scroll, slide it up. Uh-oh. You don't know how to scroll it? Yeah, move them. <laughs> move, move it on the side and just move it up and down. Uh oh, there we go. You just there we go. So let me see. Um, go slow. Yeah, um, you got the I'm, list right I'm, there. I'm old school. All right, all right. Head. I can't even pronounce this name. It's like Dave the Boss Cashier or something like Dave that. Dave the Butcher, man. The Butcher. The Butcher. Shout out to Benny the Butcher. <laughs> the Butcher coming. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, who's that? Like, this is he better than Kyrie or Clay Thompson? Like, why? All I know is my dad used to talk about him a lot. Yeah. He was a bad man. And my dad was a guy that grew up in the Dr. J era and all that. So, like, you know, I got to I gotta go with what they're saying because, you know, in his own right, I had a decent career. I played. Yeah. My dad could hoop. Right. And so I got to take that in consideration. Like, right. if he said this guy can play, he can play. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you think about, if you look him up, I'm sure he did something staggering. Probably, you know what probably, I'm probably. So, so what are we gonna say? Are we gonna say because of the era you played in and you dominated, you ain't any good? Because you know some people talk about that stuff now. That's why the old heads, we have to calm them down because they talk about today's NBA. Right. 
because you know it's it's a little more pizzazz because the lighting's different, mm-hmm. optics are different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? High definition cameras. S- stage is different. Yeah. You know? Can you imagine if Jordan was playing in today's NBA? What it would look like? I mean, it still look crazy. I know, but it would look like it would look like a video <laughs> it, it game. It still look crazy. You know what I'm saying? That that run that Kobe had, where he had 50, 50, 50, 50, yeah. 50 that would look crazy right now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's a little, you know, it's, it's different. And come on, man, we know there's some teams in the league right now that are a complete joke. All right, all right. So let's just look at it, and I'm I'm in agreement with you that that original fifty, nobody should be taken off of that. I think history is important. You got to keep history alongside. But um, you know, who who that new age that you feel like got put on shouldn't have been, or who got left off? Oh, I got to highlight it. Let's go here. Uh, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard stands out first. Uh, so what are you saying? Kawhi doesn't need to be on there? No. No, I don't think so. You know, like again, you you this list is based on what your individual accolades were and how you propelled your team or various teams to high levels and your availability. You know, and I feel like in certain situations, Kawhi just hasn't been the man. Yeah, you know those. You know what he got. Credit for in, in you know San Antonio, we all know. Come on now, that was that's a collective effort where he was a young pup, and he just happened to be the athlete of the group yeah. at a certain age. And so you know, I feel like he, I feel like he shouldn't be on here yet. Now, if he had uh, put in some heavy work and put the Lakers in their place since he's been the Clippers, then I say okay, but. You know, I haven't happening. seen that yet, you know? Yeah. And so and, um, him and AD, man, are the two that stand out to me. AD, AD could be great. AD could be one of the all-time great. Mm. I'm he, tired of hearing that. But he can't be in there yet. I'm tired of hearing that AD could be great. I'm just saying. Nonsense. As a Laker fan, I'm tired of hearing that. AD, you either going to be great or you're going you gonna to hit. Mm, yeah. I can't say that. I can't say that what I want to say. Yeah. But, you know, I got, I got some people. I got some young folks, you know, that's been... One of my guys has been having they had some real strong opinions regarding this uh top seventy five all time list. Okay. You know, so I wanna, you know, phone a friend. Okay. You know Yo. you Yo. BG, this is my Yo, guy. Man. This is my point guard. This is my, my roommate in college, you know, my brother. You know, we played together. He actually went to Carroll in okay. DC. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the that's the uh public private yes, school. Sir. So you you made it out of Carroll to college? <laughs> hey man, we gotta salute you, man. You know what I'm saying? We gotta salute you. I'm serious. Great, great school. Yeah, we're not yeah. gonna do that. We're not yeah. going, we're not gonna do that. Carol ain't been the same since John Thompson played there. Man. <laughs> but 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 you know, BG is one of my guys who I talk to all the time. Him and RJ, we talk hoops all the time. And this top 75 list, OG, he had, you know, he, he was like, man, like, who are some of these old people who should be on and who should be off? So, you know, I'm I'm letting, I'm letting BG. So we right now we're talking about um Kawhi and Anthony Davis not deserving to be on the list at all. I agree with I agree with the Anthony Davis one. I gotta, oh, I gotta look at some stuff with Kawhi. It's hard tonight. Include Kawhi. He he do got two different championships, two NBA Finals MVP on two different teams. So 
that's that's a little tough to do in the league. That's that sounds good. But, that sounds good. So so with you saying the one the MVP he got with San Antonio, he put on a um a performance of the ages to get that MVP. He didn't, but I don't think they won that finals without Kawhi. Though. I mean, with I mean, that's the that's to say that's not to say he's not an integral part of the championship run. Yeah, we're talking about being top seventy five, the dog. And I kind of put this in perspective for you. You think about when the Warriors beat the Cavs, right? Yep. Who was the best player in the series overall? LeBron, right? Right. When the Warriors beat the Cavs. Yeah, you know the first time. Yeah, you know, so it was LeBron, it was, right? But we yeah, know clearly. for we know for Golden State, the marquee guy is Steph, but they gave the the MVP to Andre Iguodala. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, that's, that's fair. That's so fair. That's so fair for so for when the Celt when the when the Spurs won, if you think about it, we all know it's a trio of yeah old head Timmy yeah. Manu and Tony Parker, three three Hall of Famers, the three Hall of Famers, yes. you know, and Kawhi, and, and two of them aren't on this list. Right. So you tell him, would you say that Kawhi had a better what? career than Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili? Wait, wait. Yeah. real quick, which two was on the list? I thought they left Tony and uh, Manu. Yeah, they're off. yeah, they're off. That's something. Those two are off. Right, but Kawhi oh, I thought, is on. Oh, I thought you were talking about out of them three. I thought you were talking about out of them three. My mm, bad. Nah. So, so you get. Let's get to the old old head thing, right? You said that the old heads don't deserve to be on there, man. Go ahead, just talk. Go ahead, tell I your, did, speak your piece. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say they didn't deserve to be on there. Uh, hold on, man. Hold on. Stop. Stop, man. Listen, we're not calling you all the way from Dubai for you to get here and get scared now. Speak your mind, man. Nobody, I can't touch you. You know what I'm saying? You so far away. I can't touch you. Do your thing, man. You know, just no, remember no, this. No, just I'm remember this. When your ass stop. get 20 years older, the young bucks going to be saying the same thing about your generation and you'll be like, wait a minute, y'all didn't get a chance to see this. So hey, and that's cool. That's cool. I already they already doing that now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's some it's, it's some it's some youngest who think Steph Curry to go already. Oh my so goodness, they sick. I'm, I'm already debating that now. So yeah. I, I already expect that. That's just that's just how I go with the generations. I'm just saying I just think the game evolved so much and I just think just because you made that first fifty list, I just don't think you should stay on there. Ooh. I think that it, it should change. I just think it should change. But yeah. I, I respect those guys for what they did for the game. I just think there's so many great players that come behind and that's going to get left off. But, right. hey, that's that's the nature but of the you business. Know, but I just think that I just, I just think that first 50 list. You, at, once you do it, all right, so they made the first 50. Yep. Once you do the 75, I think they should – it should be everybody. It should be like a start over. You feel me? Mm. But, but here's, think about this. Instead of going from 50 and building on the 25. But, but think about this. What if you're, you're in the next 25 to come up, right? And yeah. let's just say there's a 10-year run where the league is weak. Mm. And so, so now, now we're, we're taking 25 new guys, right? Where we're just throwing some guys in there just because we got to throw some, we got to throw twenty five in there. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So you you so you never know because you know people talk about the the golden era of basketball is the nineties, like, like the late, really late eighties and nineties. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, early two thousands. Yeah. So so that's kind of that would kind of disqualify 
someone who might have been cooking, you know, 2012, yeah. 2013. Is is that fair? You see what I'm saying? So the the guys that especially the top the first top 50, because remember, they started the game. Yeah. So you can't get rid of them. But then you, you know, when you think about the, the 25 they added, like you can't take off, say, we talk about Steph Curry. You can't take him, you can't leave him off. Yeah. Even though ever. we know that. You know, certain things have happened. He's never been a finals MVP or whatever. You can't leave him off. Right. Because right. he has contributed to the game. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And and again, like, when you look at the careers of Kawhi and AD, and you think about the fact that Dwight was left off, Manu. Dwight, Dwight was only left off because his antics. Or his hair. So, so, <laughs> you think it was. So, so the, the, people that, I, the people that vote. Kept him off like yeah. they did T.O. before he got into the Hall of Fame. Mm. For, for non-basketball, exactly, yeah. non-basketball related reasons. Because he but had he had also a hell of some people that also some people saying that he got left off too because the I guess the latter of his of his career wasn't yeah. as good as, you know, the beginning. Like he yeah. had he had a great run, yeah. but his run wasn't that long, but his run was so spectacular. Well, this so was, I, I, I mean, I, me personally, I think he did enough to deserve to be on yeah. that list. But it's, it's like I say, it's all, it, it's kind of a preference thing. Like you sitting people in the room and just telling them to vote. Like I yeah. just feel like the vote could have went any which way. And if you flip a couple people out, we might be looking at different people on the list. So yeah. Yeah. it's it's always going to be argument on the list. The list is not going to never be perfect. Like I mm-hmm. said, it's all just biased on yeah. what you think well, and sometimes who you like. I think they got some shit wrong, though. <laughs> they got some shit well, wrong, no, for real. Yeah, no, for real. They, Dwight should be yeah, on there. Yeah. I, like, Dwight was he led, he was defensive player of the year like three times. Three times led the league. So this is what I said about Dwight, right? I agree. This is I what agree. I, if I agree. I'm If I'm in school, right, and my first two semesters, I got a 4.0. Right, but my last five semesters, I got one point five. My GPA gonna go down way more, right? Even if I get a, a four point that next one, it's only gonna go up in increments. Right. So if Dwight would have retired after, let's say that that first Laker stint, right, and everybody can just remember him for what he did with the Rockets and Orlando, that's different. Right. But now you gotta include your whole resume, and it's like, yo, you went from that because even MJ came back to the Wizards and was an All Star. Yeah, but you know what though? <laughs> you know, but but there's a lot of guys yeah. on this list that were hanging on the last two or three years of their career, and and didn't put up any numbers. You said two or three. No, there's a lot. I right, but I said, lot. you said two or three years. Yeah, it's been about seven. Yeah, but seven is a lot. But it's not so much. How can I say it? Like. It's because Dwight is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His physical, right. We see that his physical you see, attributes speaking are still of that. there. But I'm just saying, like, when you think of, when you, I was trying to find that comparison between yeah, him his and career and 80. His career dwarfs 80. Yeah. Kill it. That's why they was fighting on the sideline. Easily. <laughs> Embarrassing yeah. us, man. I can't, I don't even want to get into that. I, I got one more person I want to bring up their resume real quick, too. Not saying they don't deserve to be on the list, but uh-oh. When I look back at it, his... his he about to say, Willis Reed. No, 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 Willis Reed. Somebody, like, recent, but his resume, his resume wasn't as long as I thought it was. Like, I was looking at uh, Reggie Miller's resume, mm. and he, he, of course, great player. We all know Reggie was great at uh, UCLA, went to the pros. Like you said, probably one of the greatest paces. 
But when I was looking at his resume, I was like, I, I thought Reggie did way more than this, but it just mm. wasn't. As much as I thought. So, well, here's the problem that he had. Um, in his era, it was some bad yeah. MFs there, you know. And 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 Reggie, <laughs> Reggie didn't play in an era where um, they shot that. They t- he played in Indiana, and if you go back and you look at you look at their team, you know Indiana might win. They might win every game scoring 75, 80 points. Mm-hmm. If if Reggie yeah. had an opportunity to get 10 more reps a game, Reggie would be all, one of the all-time leading scorers. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just pace. It's, it's the style of play that they played. And then, I mean, how could Reggie shine? He was a two-guard. You always had Mike, Clyde Drexler. That was yeah. that was probably the greatest era of two-guards. Yeah. Joe Dumars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was, that was, that was, it was yep. tough. It's and, probably the last era of two-guards. Because now you just got combo guards. Yep. So now you don't have any of that because yep. your, your best scores might be your point guard. True. Yeah, this, we're yeah. definitely in an era right now where the combo guards are crazy. They're killing. So shout out to Gilbert and yeah. Steve Francis and them. But I'm going to let you rock, BG. You know, I was just telling everybody how I had to hit uh, country style like six times while I was at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Go, man, we're style up. Man, go, holler at, go holler at Aki for me, man. <laughs> go holler at Aki for me. Call every day telling me you was down the street. Man, for sure. Tell moms and them I said what's up. Um, I'll check in soon, bro. Man, and just so you know, hey, man, we had a transfer from Carol. Oh, yeah. And it was like I had to start all <laughs> over teaching somebody the ABCs. I'm just letting you know that. Go on, wait, man. He wait, turned, no, you, said, you said you had a transfer from Curl? Yeah. yeah, he came to TC. Yeah. No, he His was different. Was J- Javon, I love him to death, and he became a he became a really good player. <laughs> but, man, I, I was like, yo, you bringing that WCAC, you know, ac- you know, academic, you know, you know, reputation over here, you know, you should be bigging us up. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Hey. It's all right, so. Hey, man, it can't be all of us. It's, 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 it's the I can't make it. Well, that's I, can't love. I can only talk about 80% of us, man. Like, that's still a lot, though. Damn. <laughs> all right, all right, big dog. Let me yeah, let you rock. All of that. All right, man. All, all right, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Check in. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Bye. That's, that's my guy right there. You got the meanest in and out has he spin. We had seen, though. That's my that's my dog. But we talk about that stuff all the time, man. And I I even was on the other side of like you can't not keep the historic guys there just because people got to go back and see how far the game grew and like where it was going next. Because you know to think that the game started with people shooting underhand and then one person decided to do something different in the changes. Right. So now you get to watch the growth of the game through these players. Right, and the NBA does a great job of keeping those stories alive. Him being a point guard, you should know. Like you think about, we talked about Kenny Anderson before. Yeah, yeah. And Kenny Anderson, Kenny Anderson can do ten times more than what he showed, right? Because he—that's the way they coached the game back then. Mm-hmm. You know that's right. So, so you know, you, the guys like you said, Pistol Pete and those guys yeah. start doing crazy stuff. We got to keep them because they. The reason you know, why. The reason why you're here right now. So let's let's jump into some NBA. Uh, oh, the candle's starting to kick in some magic. It took a little while, man, but it's starting I'm, to smell a little something. I'm so congested, I can't smell nothing. Yeah, man. Look, that ain't good. <laughs> Look, all right, let's jump into this. Um, these NBA predictions, right? We got that top 75 list out of there. And um, NBA predictions, right? Before we get into that, what's going to dictate a lot of stuff that's going to happen this year as far as offensively is the NBA rule change. Right. And um, and so the NBA changes rules regarding 
um, you know, foul calls on on nine um, nine traditional. I think what is scroll down a little bit for me on the shooting fouls. Um, use the arrow. The scroll pad, yeah, the arrow to go down. As now you can't, as an offensive player, you can't lean into the defender. Right. It has control. to be a natural movement, yeah. right? And so right now, in three games, because after we recorded, there's only three games been played, James Harden's only shot nine free throws, mm. right? And so what they're saying is and he's struggling. He's struggling. And, you know, Steve Nash talked about what, the fact that he thinks the NBA refs are using Steve, James Harden as a poster boy for how hard they're going to try to keep this going. And as we all know, when the NBA initially puts a rule in that first two months, the refs are doing all they can to make sure that it's present. But, you know, midway through, it gets back to where it's like, all right, just naturally going. But they're overcompensating a little bit. And watching some of the games, he is getting hacked. He's doing his other stuff too, but he is getting hacked and they're not calling it. So he's struggling. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see that adjustment. And he's getting back from injury, so that's also a big thing because his hamstring is a problem. I never saw anything egregious from him, but other people that can't, that really don't score at that clip, I'm like, how is he going to the line? Man, yeah, yeah that's big. So that's going to be interesting when we keep this in mind. So for our NBA predictions, right, we're going to go, um, we're going to try to get this right, you know, and, and what we're going to do right now is we're going to start with um, rookie of the year. Who you got for rookie of the year? And I think this class, just like last year's class, has a lot of talent. I think after having a few years of like duds and like boring draft classes, we got two classes in a row where there's some there's some some action in that. Who you got going for rookie of the year? I told him Jalen. Jalen Green, the Rockets. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna have the he has the ability, the mindset, and the opportunity. Yes. So he's gonna they're gonna let him play through his mistakes. I think he's going to be, you know, he's going to have those moments where it's going to be some nice. You're going to say, wow, he's just like a five-year vet. And I think he's that first experiment out of that G League allowing high school kids to go straight in, right? And it was a couple others, too, that would end up going to um, Golden State. But the thing with him is, like, he got a chip on his shoulder, too. And a lot of people didn't get to watch him because he didn't play like Kate Cunningham did on um, NCAA. But he's a dog. Talking about athleticism, and he's learning the game, and he's had a whole year to learn how to be a pro. Yeah, I'm going there too. But I have two dark horses that I think people should pay attention to: um, Davion Mitchell out of Baylor in Sacramento. He's going to be a, a strong addition to that backcourt defensively, and he's scoring better than people anticipated he would coming to the pros because he's shooting better than they thought he would. And a kid that I didn't, a man, a young man that I didn't know or wasn't aware of, but Chris Dorte out of Oregon mm. and um, in Indiana for the Pacers. Okay. He can go. He can go. I've seen a few reporters mention something about him, but I watched the first <laughs> game where he put up 28. Mm. And it was, a, it, was a, it was a real 28. It was real deal. And I was like, oh, he's going to have opportunities too, especially with Rick Carlisle. So I'm going Jalen Green, but – I'm saying watch out for Davion and Chris Duarte. The other guys at Sacramento, right? Mm-hmm. Is Walton still there? Yeah. Yeah, he ain't winning it. <laughs> What's your beef with, with, with uh, Baby Bill? I don't have a, I don't have any beef with him. I just I just think that too much of the Golden State uh, mm-hmm. philosophy mm-hmm. has been yeah. brought on with him, you know, and I think that's one of the things that ruins all those young bucks in yeah. L.A. 
Because all those young guys from LA are balling. All of them. Shout out to them. All of them are going off, you know. Um, so we both got Jalen for that. All right, let's let's talk about breakout seasons, right? What players do you think are going to have a breakout season? And you can define breakout however you want. Yeah. Well, this one guy, you brought him to my attention last year, and I started to really take notice. And it's hard to say, well, how could you not notice him? Well, when you play in certain markets, whether it's a large market or not, if, if you, they've been terrible, you just tune them out. And that's Levine. I really think with the addition of those other guys, he can really do his thing now. Now, when he explodes for those those big nights, now that's going to result in a W. A W. They're already up 3-0. Yep. Yeah. So I just think that's going to help him a lot because I was torn because I also think that he will have a chance to be top five MVP. Hey. Yep. Hey. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. Now, my person that I'm going to mention right now, everybody's going to be like, like we, we already know, but I think there's another level for him to reach. And I also think that <coughs> he's still not getting the respect he's due. Right? I'm going to John Morant. So we're about two years in his third year now, and we're removed from that initial Zion uh, fanatic phase. And I was telling people, regardless of what you thought you were seeing from Zion, right, in that moment, in the long haul, just basketball-wise, Ja's the one. Ja's a winner. Ja's going to get it done. He's going to get better. And he's going to be available, right? People have their sayings, how it's going. Three years out now. You know, just last night, he put up 40 and 10 on my Lakers. Right? First Grizzly to ever do that in the history. And it's still a young guy who he's finding his way. Now, this is the time where I think he solidifies himself as one of the top guards, like consistently. The same way Trey Young did mm -hmm. into where we started having to talk to him different. Because even with Ja, he's brought Memphis into a winning culture. And we don't really know what type of pieces are around him in Memphis, right? They're still figuring all those things out. I do like the Steven Adams addition yeah. for the type of way he does pick and roll. Jaron Jackson is good, but he needs to be consistent. And he's been health. Uh, he yeah. hasn't been healthy either. So. Yeah. So John got, has some young pieces that have been in and out, and you know, and Adams is basically just getting there. Yeah. So I think that's a breakout. But I want to add to that that I think um, Lamelo cements himself. As as top five point guard in the league this year, he got to after wearing that yellow outfit. That, <laughs> that, that was, was that like, Lamborghini. Man, that was crazy. That's a like, statement, baby. I was like, that's a statement. Like Shaft. Out yeah. There, so that's what I'm going. And I'm, I'm I'm agreeing with you with that Levine one. So, um, I'm a most improved player. I'm saying Miles Bridges from Charlotte. Because mm -hmm. if Lamelo is going to be top five MVP or top five point guard, it's going to be somebody on the team that's going to benefit from that. Right. And Miles Bridges is a dog. Right. He hustles, and he's been working on his trade ball. He's going to get open shots, and he already gets in transition and plays defense. I'm going Miles Bridges, and then I'm going Dark Horse Jordan Poole <laughs> mm. from, from Golden State. Mm. Okay, now, I think Jordan Poole puts pressure on Andrew Wiggins, right? I think he put – because Andrew Wiggins, he's one of those guys that I'm like, mm, he just don't know. So when Clay comes back healthy, Jordan Poole gives the Warriors a safety net so they can do minute restrictions and he can come back on as he wants. But I think he plays well with anybody. And he's and he's one that can go and go get his. 
So I'm thinking Miles Bridges is my most improved, and then Jordan Poole in the mix. Mm, I like that. I like yeah. that. Dang, that pool, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. That, I I probably would go with you on that one yeah. because he's he's on the verge of um, just doing something special, right? Um, but I do like my guy in Utah. Uh, uh, the 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 kid that was with the Pascal. Oh, uh, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, he's already six man of the year. You think he going? Where he going to go for it now? You I mean, think All Star I mean, next? He, I think he should be. Mm. Like because you think about how the the West is going. Um, we know about him now. So, right. So anything that he does now, he automatically is above six. Because he's a because fo- he's a focal point. Right. And so mm. I, I think that he could actually break into. I think he'll overcome. McCullough and all those guys. You know, he's still a little behind oh, them. Okay. I think he'll jump them. You think he'll jump McCullough? Yeah. Mm, CJ's he, in it. Because he does a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. See, and he's a little bit more athletic, a lot more athletic. CJ's in an interesting space, too. Yeah. CJ is something that, like, we got to see what they're going to do with them because it is what it is now, right? What's going to happen next? Right, you don't see anybody out of Denver getting right? Mm. I mean, they rely too much on Joker, Jamal, yeah. and, you know. I'm gonna take. I gotta take this moment right here. Let me find my camera. Busy Bones, out of VCU. Right, watch out for him. He it, he may not get that much bump in the beginning of the year. You know they're gonna bring him on likely. But Busy Bones, right there. Maybe not rookie of the year, but down the next two three years, that's a dog. That's somebody that his game translates immediately regardless of what it is. And he's in a system to where he can get up and down and get to his. Busy Bones out of ECU. That's an animal. I'm, I'm calling him it now. The way I call some other people, Busy Bones is going to be one of them ones. Busy Bones. And, right? Right? Yeah, he's serious. He's serious. You're going to like him out of ECU too. He got it in. But, um, all right. So, Nato here, let's go MVP. Who you, who's your MVP? Right? You can go top three, whatever it is. My top three. Because I don't. Yeah. KD. Mm. LeBron. Mm. Um, and I probably gotta throw, I probably gotta throw Giannis in there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean Giannis got the confidence, the swag with him now. KD's gonna have to be an MVP for them to, you know, um, you know, make it to the uh, Eastern Finals. And I think LeBron is gonna be in a situation now where he knows, even though we may be dysfunctional. I got, I got some nights I got to take over and just lead, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and we'll talk about that in a minute because yeah. there's some issues with that. So I, I like your three, right? Um, I'm going to start this off by saying Steph Curry's not going to win another MVP or another title, all right? Because I'm seeing the league, famous lows, I'm seeing you talk about it. Steph is, a, is amazing. Steph is that dude. Steph is top whatever you want to say all time. Steph is a game changer. But Steph not winning another MVP. And then and the and the Warriors aren't winning another title. And that has less to do with Steph and more to do with the rest of the league, right? And I'm not saying Steph's not capable of that, but I'm talking about the rest of the league. I'm talking about how do you watch what Giannis just did in the finals and say that it's not his to win again? Right. How do you know that how do you say that KD healthy with what he has to carry, that he's not going to be over there. And you talk about the best players in the league. People talk about Steph, whatever. Like you say, if we're playing five on five and those top 12 people are on the line and you got first pick, <laughs> are you picking Steph Curry over LeBron, KD, or Giannis? 
No, I'm not. No, not. that's not happening. Yeah. I don't care what you're talking about. It's not happening. So, but with that said, I'm going Embiid. I'm going Embiid. Because um, I think Embiid has a lot. I think he's embracing the challenge. I think he's taking that that step to say, look, this is my franchise. Ben, you're going to have to be here. This is mine. And I, I smelled a little bit of it last year. If I was healthy, we would have been good. But I think this year he's going to get that. So I'm going to go Embiid. And then I'm going to throw in there um, Levine. Okay. Yeah, so that's a top five. So I'll go with you there. I, I did think about Embiid, but I just think that knowing Doc and how he operates, Embiid may not play enough to win it. Right, because he wanted to make sure he's ready for the all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. So let's go. Who do you see? And I'm not even going to say, let's go conference finals and NBA finals, right? Who you got coming out <coughs> going to the Western Conference and Eastern Conference finals? Let's talk about the East first. The East is loaded this year. The East is loaded. I got the Heat. Ooh. Milwaukee in the Eastern Finals. I had the Nets in there, but Kyrie just messed that up. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what, like, yeah. they don't even know what direction they're right. going in right now. So, you know, until he makes a decision, I can't put, you know, New Jersey in there mm-hmm. over those two. The Heat, definitely. Okay. You know, they're definitely a better team this year. Since you brought up the Heat, let me say Tyler Hero, most improved. Mm-hmm. He's added into that. Because mm-hmm. he made a statement that he feels like he should be in a talk with Luca and Trey. And when you say something like that, I'm like, okay, you going to show me? You can let him say what he want, though, King. Because he's last, because he even he put up 30 and 12 the other night, a game before that, 28 and something, and win. So we're going to see. Yeah, I, I, I know. See. But keep I those know. comments to yourself. Yeah. Trey and Luca is yeah. different right now. I got an interesting take on Luca, but we'll get to that later. Right. I think, you know. But. All right, Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I think the East is loaded this year, too. Yeah. I think the Knicks got better. I, the Wizards got better. Charlotte is going to be con- um, <coughs> competitive. Um, um, shout out to Cole Anthony in Orlando. They're going to get, get mopped up, but Cole Anthony, he's, do his thing. he's been doing his thing. So I think the East is going to be a lot tougher than it has been um, in the future. I mean, the last couple of years. But with that being said, I'm going to go... With the Nets, I'm going to bet with KD. Okay. I'm always going to bet with KD, right? And then I'm going to go Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I feel what you're saying about Trey, but... It's not just about Trey no more. They don't have enough. They do. They are loaded. They are, They got They got fire power. I think what they didn't have enough was is experience. So you, you're talking about... Um, and you know it depends on the side, what side of the bracket everything gets on. Because if they're on the opposite side and whatever, maybe it could be Miami and Atlanta. But I do think Atlanta gets there. Mm. I think Atlanta gets there because I think now they have more experience on top of that, and I like their coach. So I take that into consideration too. Okay. I'll bet with Nate McMillan for a lot. Yeah, I like Nate too. Yeah, but them having to get through Miami or um, Milwaukee, I don't see it. Yeah, I, I mean, for good so good reasons. All right, so out of those, who do you got coming out of the East to go to the finals? Man, it's if Kyrie's back, Brooklyn, and right. and Brooklyn doesn't have any injuries, I, I got them. Right, let's go present day. Right now, Kyrie's not there. Right now, I'm going Heat. Yeah, okay. The only reason I, I'm mm. going Heat over Milwaukee. Is because I think that Spolster will out scheme. Yeah, Milwaukee. yeah. You know, I like it. I like it. I like it. That'll be fun too. Milwaukee right. didn't necessarily change 
it didn't necessarily change how they played. Giannis changed how he played. Right, right. And to be honest, um, you know, DeAndre Aiden didn't show up those last four games, so that made it a little bit different. You know, he got hit in the mouth, and he looked like a little puppy out there. Yeah, he didn't get a chance to show up. Yeah, it was a rap. He was getting, he was, he was food. Yeah, just sit in his car seat back there. Yeah, he was a we plate. Get you, we get you later. Yeah, it was a rap. So, um, with that, though, I'll say this. I'm going to go with Miami, too. Because I like the way Miami sound with the NBA final. Yo, they really improved their roster, though. They did, though. Getting P.J. Tucker and, and Kyrie. Kyle Lark, and Kyle Lowry. I mean, uh, Kyle Lowry. Like, that's a that's a heavy pickup. And everybody will be healthy this year. Yeah. That's... Mm. Yeah. Because you know they can... Watch out for them Knicks. What about a Miami and New York uh, conference final? That'd be awesome. Take you back to them old days, right? That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That ain't happening, though. That'd be awesome. I like that. They play like that, too, though. Yeah, they They, do. They they play, they grit and grind. Yeah, and New York got a lot better. They had more firepower on top of an already gritty team. Right. I like what they did over there, but, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, all right, and my finals, right? I'm not even going to, the West, you know what I'm going with the West Lakers. Right, you know, my loyalty lies there. You know what I'm saying? So I will say this, though. And I said this last year, right? Look at the camera. My camera. My camera all charged up. It's all good. Anthony Davis, right? <laughs> we are 10 years in, I believe, 10 years into his career. And I keep hearing people say he has the potential to be top five this. He has the potential to be this. It's 10 years. We're a decade in. No more potential, Slim. We are only going to go as far as you are going to take us. Right, the struggles we're having right now as Lakers is because of you, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you talking about those top five, those great players of all time. We still should be winning games with the talent that we have around them because you're just that dominant and that great with the tools everybody says you have, with all the capability everybody says you have. That's why LeBron makes those faces sometimes. That's why Russ, Russ should be able to make mistakes and be like, "It's all right." AD gonna erase him. We can't do that right now because because you're not handling business. AD, the Lakers, right? When you look up in their stands, you see Mikan, you see Shaq, you see the captain, right? Understand what your job is, champ. You are there to dominate. I don't I don't see any of that top five days. I don't see any of that stuff people talking about. I don't see it, all right? I don't see it. I need to see a different thing. Bron did what he did. Even Russ has done what he's done. He's cemented. Like, he deserves to be in any conversation of all-time grace. And, and Melo is Melo, right? Like you said, Melo could be 55 sitting in the wheelchair. He's going to knock down a jumper open. That's just going to happen. But AD, it's you. It's you. <coughs> now, with that being said, I got my Lakers going to the finals and winning it. Mm, okay. Right? I'm not even going to talk about nobody else in the West. I don't care. I don't care. But AD, man, bring that action, dog. I'm sick of it. What you got? You know, I'm going with LeBron. They're healthy. Yeah. You know, I just don't think, I don't think anybody else had, first of all, nobody has a matchup for AD. I mean, that's just bottom line. Uh, <laughs> second of all, uh, no one's going to have rim protection like AD. No one's going to have. DeAndre no Jordan. going to have bigs that can switch out like AD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that. You know, there's some fantastic guards in the West, but I just think that LeBron just once you get to the playoff situation, 
he just slowed the game down and controlled the tempo. And, and, and we got Rondo, and we got – He's going to pass over the top, things like that. And then when Rondo comes in, LeBron will slide to the wing or, or to the four. I mean, there's just too much versatility and size that anybody can deal with. Yeah. You know, Portland's going to be scrappy, and they're going to make a little noise. You know, Denver make a little noise. Dallas, I, personally, I don't think Dallas is going to make any noise like they did before. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and, you know – Every Phoenix, we know they one, they looking good too. One hit wonder though. Yeah, they'll they'll be competitive again. They will be competitive. Yeah, but when, when I say one hit wonder, no finals. I'm, yeah. I'm just talking about they're not making a run like that. Yeah, yeah, they'll be good. Yeah, you know they'll be 50 wins. Mm-hmm. That's it. Clippers. We don't know what Kyrie. I mean, Kawhi's gonna do. The Clippers weren't going <laughs> to win anything if they were healthy. That's the period. Like I I think Kawhi Leonard is a bit um, overrated. I'll just say that. Right, I think he's great. Right, I think he's really, really great. But I also think that he's a system guy, and that his success depends heavily on who's around him and what system he's in. Yep. I don't think you can just drop him anywhere and everything changes. The culture doesn't change. That everybody, the players around him, doesn't don't get better. None of that. Honestly, if Paul George was more of an alpha or more of a assertive guy. He's better. He's top five in the league probably, right? And I said that before, but that's just mentally. But I think that's over. You don't have enough firepower over there. Like, that's not going to happen. So, the adding on to that, Frank Vogel, get the rotations right, champ. I don't know if you need JK here to watch some film and, and give you something to break down when you should be subbing and who should be subbing with who. But get the rotations right. You got lucky with the pandemic and everything when we won during the bubble. But you've been messing up rotations since the first time. And I get it. Start of the year, new faces. They got to learn your defensive strategies and everything. But get that right, man. Get those rotations right. Austin Reeves should be playing more. Of course, we got to get healthy. THT got to get back. None got to get back. Ariza got to get back. Um, Avery Bradley came back, but I don't think we got no minutes for him. I, I think he's a. I think, I think he a plays too much right now. Yeah, already, yeah. already. Like I get it, but you got to get that right because that's one of the reasons why Russ is going to be struggling too. You got to have the rotation right so he can get his run, so he can run wild. Because you don't need to put him inside a cage. You let that animal go, right? You just got to have the right li- lineup with him. Exactly. Get him on the wing. Right. That's it. That's it. But that's it for me. I'm going Lake Show. Lake Show, we put up that extra banner. We got more than Boston, and we run with it. What's the 17 now? I think it's 17 and 17, and we go 18 now, right? You know, and then if we do that, if we win another finals, it's going to be because of AD, and then AD is going to be finals MVP. And he should be in the MVP conversation. That happens. Let's talk that top 75 talk. Yep. Let's get there. But if not, yo, chill out. (laughs) You know, but overrated, underrated. Players, teams, situations, who you got right now that you think is being overrated? Mm. Overrated. I think I wrote that down. <laughs> he must be a surprise for this. I think I wrote that down. Overrated. You know my main man, Rudy Gobert. Oh, sure. man. I, and I'm not trying to pick on him. Woo. But, man, listen, you know, you can't be defensive player of the year when everybody gets a chance to. With a, uh, and you switch on them, they, their eyes light up. Yeah. You're not decent. Multiple times. You know, you just happen to be athletic, tall, and in the right place, right right time to protect the rim, but you're not defensive player of the year. So I'm going yeah. him. And honestly speaking, man, you know, I hate to say it, but this guy is ultra talented, but I don't think 
he's going to get them any further than he has before because he does need he needs a lot of help. And I'm going to say um, my man in Dallas, Luca. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's tough, but he needs to be around. Like you know, he'd be perfect in Boston. Yeah, I mean, he he destroyed. Yeah, league. but he don't want to go to you Boston. Know? Yeah, I'm, to I'm just saying. But yeah. he's he's a guy that like we kind of put him up in that MVP conversation a little, you know, here and there too much. Yeah, I don't think he's ready for that. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. I don't think so either. Um, who, so who you got as underrated? Underrated? Um, I thought we were just going to tackle that first. Underrated for sure, your boy Zach Levine. Yeah, Zach then, a dog, man. And then the the second guy I got underrated is uh, Drew Holiday. Mm, and you know, the thing about Levine is, this is for all those scouts. All of them were saying pick Wiggins over Levine. When they were both in Minnesota, they were putting Wiggins over Levine. That's why Levine ended up leaving. Like, look at you now. <laughs> look at you now. One yeah. shot hold. Like, get out of there. Yeah. Like, overrated. Um, man, that Rudy Gobert one was like was was perfect. Yeah. Right. But I'm gonna go with Kawhi too. Mm. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think with like the position, when I think about <laughs> what everybody says. He's on that top 75 all-time list. They always put him in conversations with KD and LeBron and all those type of things. I think that he's overrated. So he's not going to play this year. So that's just me giving that. But as far as teams go, when I say overrated, um, I'm going to talk about hmm, Denver. Right? I love Joker. I love what the Joker does. Um, he's special. Yep. Yeah, he's special with a big that passes like that. But I think Denver is uh, like Toronto was with DeRozan when they were winning 60 games, high numbers of games. But when it came to the playoffs, mm. But mm. I will give them the benefit of the doubt because Murray was hurt. Right. DeMar and those guys were always healthy, and they just they just had an issue mentally where they couldn't get past the Cavs. True, but I still don't think that they are a championship caliber team as people are putting them into that space, right? I don't think that team wins a championship, you know what I'm saying? Right. With, with now that you got to have a piece, because remember Jeremy Grant was a big part of that team. Oh, for sure. You know, he's on his own there, so now you got somebody who doesn't have those intangibles or defensive instincts in Michael Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. We're not sure about consistency yet. Right. You do have, you don't, like Jamal Murray, even last year before the injury, he was struggling. You know, people were performing different in the bubble than they were outside of the bubble when it was fans there, lights were right. different. So I think that plays a factor. The Joker is the Joker. Yeah. Um, underrated, Bradley Bill. And I, and I say he, I think he earned that now. But I think the Wizards are going to be a better team than we are expecting. And just because of... Uh, a culture change from guys like Harold, right? And it's like, there's going to be a different energy that we haven't seen in DC in a long time. Like, Andrew, I don't think they're going to be like great. It might be like six, seven seed or something like that. But I think it's going to be better than they were last year. And I also want to add in there as underrated as um, Melo. Mm. Right? Just with all the, he pushed out the league. Mm -hmm. I think that acquisition is not giving enough acclaim as it should be. Right. I think I think both Mellows, everybody named Mellow in the league right now is underappreciated. 
<laughs> Man, they really gonna be better than what it is though. But Carmelo for sure. I think he's his I think his contribution and his impact is underrated. And it's gonna be seen as the season goes longer and deeper in, for sure. Especially now because he gets to have those catch and shoots, right? Wide open shots. Mello. Come on, man. I know. That's what he lives for. Man, like he's been can, doing that. Can I can I go back and change my most improved? Yeah, where you at? I'm going with Kyle Kuzma. Ooh. I mean, do you know what's funny? He got the opportunity because he's going to go to D.C. and do what everybody does at D.C. Yeah. You're either going to revive your career and dip <laughs> or, or you're going to be caught in the D.C. streets or that nightlife at, at, at St. E's <laughs> and get it in. So, you know, I like that too, though. But, um, you know, speaking of D.C., um, let's get to, you know, something that's close to home for you. And um, as far as HBCUs goes, you know, I, I brought to your attention um, just recently that there were going to be um, an NBA HBCU promoted game between Morgan State and Howard. And I remember sending it to some friends of mine. And, you know, we're not, we're not on the, you know, turf at home. So we don't know exactly what's going on. But my boy immediately when I sent it, he was like, yo, oh, that's cool. NBA helping and cool. Well, they need to get the living situation right in Howard. So I was like, like, what you mean get the living situation right? He was like, yo, he sent me some links. And if we look up, um, hit those links from Twitter links. That's Twitter. Um, that first one there. So the kids are sleeping out in tents, right? There's mold. And you hit the next one, the next link. There's mold in dorms. There are rats. There are mice. Like, how it is down bad. The living condition. Kids are... Or protest, I'm sorry, I got a little chilly in here. Kids are protesting, sleeping in tents outside of school because Howard University, this was in the middle of homecoming, Howard University is giving them unfit living quarters. Mold covering the bed frames. You know, you got rats, you got roaches, things falling. At Howard University, King. Now, to give some back um, history, go to the next article for me there, right? Um, one after that. We got also got water leaks. The next one, please. Right. So 2010, I believe, or 2008, sometime around here, the former head of um, Howard University's Bussard's office. And is that like, what is that? Bussard's office. It's basically like, um, almost kind of like one of your financial aid. Okay. So the head of that office was pleaded guilty to $140,000 of fraud, stealing that, right? Now, if you go, I think that's 2010 or maybe. Now go to the next article here. All right. About 2008, right? Ohio University, or maybe not even that, 2014, 2018. Ohio University student accused of stealing 429000 in financial aid and buying fancy clothes. I remember this because it was all over Instagram, and we was like, man, they, fin they finessing financial aid, right? Now we go to a, the next article here. Howard University employees fired, right? And this was 2012, I believe, or 2018 again. Howard University employees fired following investigation into stolen financial aid of over $1.4 million. Now, I'm going to go back to the topic list. Now, for us, we've been talking about the resurgence of HBCUs 
the importance of it. Yep. You know, with guys like Primetime Deion Sanders going back to Jackson State and uplifting that entire campus and that community. Yep. Um, you know, Alabama State got Mo Williams coaching out there. Yep. And several different coaches getting jobs. I believe Kenny Anderson is at an HBCU now. Yep. And we talked about, you know, this resurgence of that. And for an, a university like Howard, that's one of the prominent HBCUs. Everybody knows about it. Yep. Everybody even, even my first reaction is all the money Howard gets from homecoming, from alumni, from celebrities, and all the notoriety. You got kids coming. You got tuition being paid. Like, what's going on? Why is it not working? What's Is leadership falling short? Always leadership, man. All, we talked about this before, mismanagement and just no overall supervision of everybody that is in charge. You know, right. No one's watching the watcher. And, and people taking it as, uh, instead of looking at it as I'm at one of the most prestigious historically black colleges of all time, looking at it as a stepping stone, mm. you know, and, and, and not really taking in the um, context that, hey, man, you know, this is basically for us, by us. Right. And we need to take care of it. But it's just not what, what happens, man. And it's not just Howard. It's, it's other universities as well. And, you know, and it's just a shame because that entire area around Howard University has changed so much. Man. And so the school is supposed to grow with that community and take advantage of that. But you, how can you do that when you got people – um, at the top that should be gone. But 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 you, and for context, Coach graduated from an HBCU. He went to Coppin State University <laughs> out of Baltimore. Um, you know, legendary time there. So he's speaking from a perspective of an HBCU graduate, somebody that knows the ins and outs, somebody that's still engaged into his campus community as well on top of that. So when he's speaking, he's speaking from experience, from being there and understanding. So... Right now, like, kind of give, because for somebody, I went to a PWI, right? That's a predominantly white institution, yep. right? Could have went to HBCU and all those other things, but, you know, I chose chose not to just for hey, other I reasons. I started there. Right. So I, so I know yeah. we have both perspectives. So. But, but, like, for me, I'm looking at it to, like, man, they generate so much money from all the extracurricular stuff, like what they bring in, this and that alumni and all that stuff like how was that money being mismanaged well, like what's going on there i think we kind of because you said that you, a lot of the hbus had the same problem yeah you know w one of the problems is i know from the outside it all looks good and we have you know you're thinking that with all the activities in and around homecoming there's a lot of money being made and you're right but the problem is a lot of times that it's going to different entities mm. because not everybody's galvanized and saying, you know what, every event that we have is strictly for the university. You know, we'll make sure that we cover our costs, but, you know, it's, it's not going that way. Mm. You know, so there could be a ton of money being made at this performance um, for Howard, but we don't know where the money's going. How do you put that into like... Um... So I'm going I'm to try to paint the picture, picture of what you're saying that is, right? And then you let me know. For the people that's trying to say, like, what do you mean the money going one way and another way? So you're like, we're saying that, like, um, Howard University, right? It's it's a shoe store, right? It's a big shoe store. Let's say that it's um, it's a Nike store, yep. right? So everybody's going there to buy Nike products. Right. But 
inside the Nike store before you get to the big event within there. There's a small store here that sells Nike products and a small store here that sells Nike products and a small store here, here, here that sells Nike products. And all of them, instead of being able to bring all that money one place, or they might sell Reebok here, Adidas here, um, Sketches right here, Crocs right here, you know, Puma right here. And so everybody that wanted to give all their money to, to Nike, now they're getting pulled three and four different ways. Right. So it's in different places. Right. So it, essentially it's, I could be from Howard. Mm-hmm. You could be from Howard. But the event that we're throwing isn't just for Howard. Mm. It's my event. Right. Because I'm from Howard. Your event mm. from Howard. And so what we're doing basically is we're pulling money away from the school that's going to me. Right. And part of it's going to you. Right. As opposed to us, all of us doing it together. Right. And it all going back to the school and then filtering back to us after, after the school's needs have been met. Because you're so, using the school's likeness anyway correct. to get off in the first place. Correct. Because so. you're not going, you know, if something's going around homecoming for Howard, which I've been to many and they're great, by the way. But if something's going on off campus or whatever in the nearby area, you're not going if it doesn't say Howard. Right. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, sometimes that stuff's fugazi, man. And, you know, but you're, you know, you're going to have a good time and you're doing the right thing by supporting Howard. Right. You just don't know. You know who's going to take the time to go do the legwork to see ex- exactly who's you know behind everything. Yeah, and as we see, you know, with the mismanagement, you know, and um, the kids not being taken care of, all that money's not going to them. Man, that's got to be one of the most frustrating things to hear, though. Like, you got everything you need right there, right? <laughs> you got prestige, which you know, colleges and universities are like charging premium prices on schools based on prestige and prestige means nothing right. <laughs> right it don't have no real meaning right but you got a name that people recognize and love you got a brand you're in dc right you have some of the best professors at times you know you just have felicia Rasad join the the staff right, right? and then you know, i've had the pleasure of of talking to some people that were professors there and graduates were there so you got all the pieces just bad leadership Yep. Right, and it's funny because we talk about the same thing, whether it's basketball or anything. We always say that, you know, so and so could be a great player, but it depends on what organization he goes to. Yep. Right, and so sometimes even us as individuals who have to choose a job, or choose a college of choice to go to, right? You might be like, man, this just looks the best, yep. right? But then you get there and you be like, this four years just stunted my growth, right? Right? Like, my uncle always say, shout out to Uncle Ro, my uncle always say, don't choose a college based on the colors. <laughs> right? I didn't I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, my, I didn't know that was a thing. So, I was like, man, like, people used to do that? Yeah. But, you know, when you do stuff like that, then you start to feel those repercussions. Yeah. Like, all right, I didn't think about what internally was going on and how that was going to affect me. Because now people are going to talk about spending 30000 a year for room and board. But you get there and there's mold. Yep. There's a water leak. Yep. There are rats. And I know you've been to park on 14th at night in that little, like, circle. Like, them rats that run through D.C., 
They, 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 New York is here, <laughs> and then right here, right? New York got the horses, and <laughs> we got the, the pit bulls, like the small ones. So like, if I go into a dorm and see a rat, hey man, listen, and I can say this because I, I went to Coppin State, and it's this was, you know, this leadership regime is long gone, but I know people personally that paid their money on time ahead of time, traveled all the way to the school, cross country, get to the school and don't have a room. Mm. Yep. Mm. And the school does not find accommodations for them, whatever. And then, like I said, that's another situation where it's poor management. Right. You know, and, you know, there you go. And so you, you're talking about schools already that are on the cusp of being, staying Division One. Hmm. Or going division two, mm-hmm. you know, and so and people don't understand the difference between that. Yeah. So like, I didn't even as I got older and started hearing like being called a university or a college, and then being division one and division two had to do with money. Correct. Right. It wasn't based on you know the talent or whatever, because the talent fluctuates when you can give money away anyway. Right. But all that had to do with money. So when a kid asks you about D one, D two, and and that. That right there alone lets you know there's really no difference academically. Right. Right. Resources is a difference. Right. Right. And even then, what you have in resources with tangible things, at some of these smaller schools like mine, I had stronger resources in professors because they were people that really went out and did some amazing things and didn't want to be in those bigger universities, but wanted to be somewhere where they can have a more intimate classroom. And so we were there. So... You know, that's for you kids out there wondering, like, you know, D1, D2, D3. and Sometimes the only difference between that is money. Your gym size, whether or not you guys get free kicks and how you guys travel, right? right? Your meals and all that other extra stuff. Man, that's tough, though. We got to get that together, man. For sure. Like, you, you talked about how, like, thinking if you had a child right now, and you've been saving to go to college because inflation is hitting, money is going, the economy is going down. So you're saving 18, 20 years, 19 years, whatever, before a child's born, send them to college, to send them to Howard. And they get there. And so, something going to be lit on fire. Yeah, there's going to be some problems. There's going to be some real problems, that's for sure. Um, but I hope they get that together because we want to see Howard be great. They have to, and it's and it's hurting the future, you know, the generations to come because they're going to say, "Well, if I'm going to be taking out student loans or whatnot, I don't have time to be playing around." Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so they got they have to get that together soon. And to be honest, we're getting to the point where college is not going to feel like a necessity because everything I want to learn, I can learn online. There's certifications for everything. YouTube University is real. Like, you really can find stuff. You know, it's just that, you know, it's just a different... What you get from college is not about the academic stuff, really. Right. What you learn from college is the everything outside the classroom, the relationship stuff, you learning how to deal with different personalities, dealing with sacrifices and stuff like that. Yeah, all those things, that's what you get. Because I always used to tell kids that I... I mean, young teenagers I was working with when I was back in grad school, all right, now your life starts. For the last 18 years, everything you did was predetermined for you, for the most part. 
where you went to school, what you did when you went to school, how you have to think, blah, 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 blah. Now you're freshman in college and you're away from all your family and everybody. So now whatever you do next is based on you. Right. You make a decision whether or not you go to class on time. Nobody's going to yell at you about it. Right? You make the decision to hang out with those people or that people, join that club and do that. So now you're living for real. So that changes everything. So that's the one thing. But I hope HU gets it together. Somebody out there, get some better leadership, get it together. Yep. But you know how we... They just got to listen to the kids, man. Man, talk about that. Yep. That's that's Like I said, that's a big problem, you know. Older regime... Mm-hmm. Either you have to infuse it with some young guys, some young women, yeah. some young, you know new ideas and things like that, or you gotta wow. you gotta, gotta know when it's time to go. Dude, that was an interesting thing, um, and I think I'm gonna save that for my post game wrap up, which you just mentioned. Up. But um, you know, speaking of that post game wrap up, you know, you know how we end every episode. Um, you know, locker room game time. We finished the game. You know, we had a good little full-court press going. <laughs> got a 10-0 run at the end of the game, put us up, got the victory. So now we're in there celebrating. So here we are with our post-game wrap-up, you know, as we always do before I blow the candle out. <laughs> uh, what you got for us, BG? Um, short and sweet, you know, I'm going to say is treat every day as if it's your last day. And I don't mean it in a morbid way in terms of that, that you know, you're only going to live 23, 24 hours. I mean, I'm treated as if, you know, you, you enjoy everything just because you never know at a moment's notice things, your life could change forever and it could change forever in a negative way. Absolutely. So make sure you appreciate every, every moment that you're on this earth and live your life to the fullest. Yeah. And I'm going to piggyback on what you said about listening to the kids. Um, I remember coach Thomas, you know, one of my probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. Sure. Period. Um, best people I've been around. Thankful for being able to learn from him. But I remember he had wrote a book in the middle of our season. You know, and I remember he was talking about, you know, listen to the kids. We we don't give kids enough respect in terms of the way that they think or how they perceive things. Right. Kids are children are a lot more mature and a lot further along than we think. You know, we should be talking to them like parents sometimes listening to them because, you know, you think about the fact that they spend a lot of time exploring, learning new things, interacting with new things, seeing things that we don't see anymore from a different perspective. They're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Right. And we can learn just as much from them as they will from us. Right, but give them that space to do that because right. kids surprise us every day. Right. Every day they tell us something we didn't know. We got kids building 3D model rocket ships and all these other different things. So, you know, listen to those kids. Give them a chance, you know, and see what you can learn from them. Um, but that's it, you know, here, Bridging the Gap podcast. Season two, episode one. We here, we did it. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> we made it. Um, that's it for everybody. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, subscribe on YouTube. We're also on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, every podcast platform there is. Um, if you're in Dubai and you want to get trained by the best coaches, the coolest coaches, parents, anybody, Hoop Mountain Dubai, 
That's Who Mountain DXB on Instagram, Who Mountain DXB on TikTok, and HoopMountain.ae online. And you can call us on WhatsApp too. Let them know we hoop, coach. Oh, yeah, we get it. Watch out for the bump and run coming. You know, footage and videos of that coming soon. Everybody gets that action. Now, that's it. As always, keep calm, keep going.